0: you're listening to the john DePetro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you could always listen online at the website which is Depetro.com. so folks fox news it is settled and they got their heads handed to them the payout to dominion almost 800 million dollars let's pick up some of the coverage
1: a true last minute settlement. Just after opening statements were set to begin, Judge Eric Davis announced to the court the parties have resolved their case. A blockbuster settlement averting a potentially landmark trial. The truth matters. Lawyers for Dominion Voting Systems celebrated their settlement with Fox News this afternoon, announcing the company would pay Dominion more than $787 million. Today's settlement of $787,500,000 represents vindication and accountability. Lies have consequences. The truth does not know red or blue. Dominion had been seeking $1.6 billion in damages from Fox for defamation, arguing the company knew the claims of election fraud aired by their guests and some of their hosts were false and aired them anyway.
2: Uh, An update uh,
1: on Dominion. Damaging Dominion's reputation and business in the process. Dominion CEO, Uh John Polis.
2: Fox has admitted to telling lies about Dominion that caused enormous damage to my company, our employees, and the customers that we serve. Nothing can ever make up for that. Truthful reporting in the media is essential to our democracy. Attorneys for Fox
1: left the courthouse without comment. In a statement, the company did not apologize, though they acknowledged the court found some of Fox's claims about Dominion to be false. With the settlement, Fox News now avoids a six-week trial. Fox settled pretty clearly to avoid uh, the public humiliation of having to send all of their top talent as well as their top executives into the courtroom. I think they saw the strength of Dominion's case Dominion's attorneys wouldn't say whether there was anything else in the settlement besides money. Money is accountability. And we got that today from Fox. The trouble isn't over for Fox. Another voting system company, Smartmatic, who Fox News hosts alleged was part of an effort to rig the 2020 election for Joe Biden, has also sued for defamation and seeking $2.7 billion. Experts say that, too, could end in a settlement and potentially... A larger sum, Nora, Nora
0: now, a- I want to just tell you folks, uh this is a disgrace, and I told you so to so many people that were on board with the the complete unproven lies that the machines were rigged in flipping votes from Trump to Biden, and I want to be very clear about this. I have been more outspoken about some of the problems with voting certainly more than anyone locally. And I have raised concerns that the Rhode Island Republican Party, State Senator Jessica De La Cruz does nothing. House Minority Leader Mike Chippendale does nothing. Former chairwoman of the Rhode Island Republican Party, Susie Yankee, did nothing. Nothing effective. But so many of you, Rudy Giuliani, Lynn Wood, and Sidney Powell were lying. They were lying in... There was nothing to back that up. I never believed that. Never believed the machines flipping votes. Mail ballots, definitely a problem. Ballot harvesting, yes. But the way they were depicting and attacking the machines, completely false. Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson. Like many of you, I've watched them for a long time. I've had the privilege of meeting both of them. But the fact that we and you need to understand where this went off the rails was they were not fully on board as they were not on board. With what Rudy Giuliani was saying, what Sidney Powell was saying, Jenna Ellis and Team Trump and Donald Trump Jr., Hannity, Tucker, that they were not on board with that. And I received so many emails from people afterwards. You're wrong. I watched Tucker last night. Hannity was saying that all behind the scenes, they didn't believe anything they were saying. Now, I think this has real ramifications of how Fox is seen. As Tim Dodd says, the speech is free. It's the lies you're to pay for and i know right now there are people listening shaking their head nope it was stolen blah 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 that's the media nothing will ever convince some people but the fact of the matter is it it was not the machines that was the crux of it that's what they were claiming i never claimed that i never claimed that and dominion really went after them i want to play some more of the uh Coverage now, uh, and and people like they were laughing at Fox yesterday.
3: Dominion voting systems. After the company settled with Fox, the attorney uh, Justin Nelson announced the deal. It's a really unbelievable figure. Fox is going to pay Dominion voting systems seven hundred eighty-seven million five hundred thousand. Huh. Wow dollars uh dominion's lawyer saying quote today represents a ringing endorsement for truth and for democracy fox trying to put a positive face on what can only be interpreted as one of the ugliest and most embarrassing moments in the history of journalism fox uh issued a statement saying quote we are pleased to have reached a settlement of our dispute dispute With Dominion voting systems, we acknowledge the court's rulings, finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. The settlement reflects, I'm sorry, this is going to be difficult to say with a straight face. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our, sorry, we are hopeful that our decision to resolve the dispute with Dominion amicably instead of the acrimony of a divisive trial allows the country to move forward from these issues, unquote. Let's bring back CNN
0: legal analyst. Now, folks, again, I already had received an email from someone saying, uh, "You know, uh, Juan, I know you're going to talk about this, but I think they're going to appeal." You, you, no, you're missing the point. They, they, are not appealing. There is no trial now; they settled. They, they settled. As I said, where are they going to go with this? They can't go. They, they can't have. They would have had Hannity, and Tucker Carlson, and Rupert Murdoch on the stand and it it is it, as bad as this is and I, I want people to absorb this because i i was speaking to someone yesterday and they said all right so they have to pay the eight million i said no it's not eight million and they said well how did you say is it then is it almost 80 million i said you're not you're not absorbing this it's it's close to 800 million dollars 800 million and there's another lawsuit hanging out there now fox has incredible attorneys fox would have done everything to avoid this fox would have put all efforts that they have to try to win this suit and with with all you know resources available to them 800 million that's more than what the company is worth that they have to pay because pound for pound They could not prove, in fact, that these claims, that they stood by what they were saying. And what I found so surprising, because during that time, I mean, it was really the month of November. That's when the damage was really done. And like many of you, November of 2020. And I went to, I did a broadcast from the the Board of Elections locally, where I still... But it wasn't the machines and you have to understand that i think they manipulate these ballots these mail ballots the ballot harvesting people are voting more than once i believe that so and and nothing would back me off it by the way but what is so striking here was however it happened but sean hannity tucker carlson and some of the folks at fox they went all in on Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Sidney Powell released the Kraken that famous thing with Lou Dobbs all false all made up none of that was true of what she was saying and I recognize right now there's some people that they they still refuse to believe it they still want to believe that in fact that you know that that no 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 they stole it it that 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 didn't happen that whole thing about the release of the kraken and that that Sydney Powell going off on Fox with with Lou Dobbs let me just here's a quick clip kraken, of it. Uh, will be unleashed. Here we go. We are...
2: We were expecting perhaps your suit would be filed to yesterday or today. When shall we expect the, your lawsuit?
4: Well, I think uh, no later than tomorrow. Uh, it's just going to be, it's, it's a massive document. And it's going to have a lot of exhibits.
2: And, All lies. Uh, and who will be the defendant? Or defend. Hold on. Well, you have promised a a, a, a Kraken uh, yep. will be unleashed. unleashed uh, the Kraken. We, are, uh, we were dogs, expecting perhaps your Sid suit Powell. be filed to yesterday or today. She's completely lying
0: to
4: that your What lawsuit. a
0: disgrace this woman is. Well, I
4: think uh, no later than tomorrow. Uh, it's just going to be it's, it's nice. a massive document.
0: Never happened. And it's going
4: to have a lot of exhibits. Andrew.
0: She never produced it.
2: And uh, and who will be the defendant or defendants? Uh,
4: the defendants are going to be folks in Georgia who are responsible for supposedly making sure the elections in Georgia are done properly. And there are just countless incidents of voter fraud and election fraud writ large in Georgia.
0: All, all fake. Didn't prove any in of In
4: Georgia? Are
2: you planning any other suits beyond Georgia?
4: Yes, we are. We'll be rolling them out as fast as we possibly can.
0: Never happened.
4: Because it it, it affected right. the entire country actually. We even have an affidavit now from a a, a distant state that's done by the one of the election officials in the state all telling made up. us all the things that person witnessed as being wrong there.
0: Yep. All made up. So
4: it, it was it was nationwide. Yep. Well the
0: all the made number
2: up. of affidavits is voluminous now the eyewitnesses are considerable uh your your thoughts now about what will be the impact and can it be adjudicated uh in such a way as to meet all of the uh, the deadlines that are uh, that are forced upon you that is december 8th december 14th Uh, give us your sense of the timing and the urgency of of getting this to resolution. I mean, this is just... Yes, well, obviously,
4: it couldn't be more urgent.
0: This woman yes, is a pathological liar. This deadline should be
4: able to be met, and the evidence is so overwhelming. It's almost as though they they were so blatant about it, they expected us to catch it, and, you know, maybe it's a diversion from something else that's going on. I don't know. But...
0: Folks, I just, again, uh, not trying to spike the, the wall in the end zone here. Everything you heard from Sidney Powell was a lie and i take no pleasure in once again confirming that and it cost fox 800 million dollars you're listening to the john Petro show this portion of our program is brought to you by the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln right off of 146 delicious food drink always a nice crowd you can either Eat in the lounge area. There's normally a game on and a nice group of people there. Or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather. They have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food and drinks awaiting you. I'll see you at the Lodge. Folks, you are listening to the John DePetro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dippietro.com. Joining us right now is a columnist with the Boston Globe. It is Dan McGowan. And, Dan, we spoke to you last week. You were getting set to head to Newport. Uh, Governor McKee was set to unveil with a lot of fanfare, by the way, his big uh, new education plan. And I want people to understand he is – setting this as this isn't just any type of plan this is this is the game plan of how we're going to catch Massachusetts who's number one in the nation in 2030 much like a coach at halftime all right here's how we're going to win the second half and I'd like to just pick it up a little bit from your experience being there and then just the first 24-hour aftermath well, it, 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 it's a it's a good good
5: place to start because you know you, you get down there and you get to the Newport Boys and Girls Club and like you said there was fans here. you had yeah. you know uh, you had pretty significant people in the room I saw you know one of the top lobbyists from the um the the, the private colleges a guy named Dan Egan was there kind of in yes, the yes I know Dan
4: uh,
5: you know I believe Bob Walsh was in the room the former NEA executive wow. director. So you had you had people you had some of the charter school people there. Um, he's got the
0: he's got the mayor of Newport who yeah. a lot of people don't realize but he he ran the twenty ten Frank Caprio campaign for yeah. governor and we know how that ended up. And now yeah, you have the connection with David now working with the governor. So okay, hey, our pal is the mayor of Newport. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but just so we have Little little color for the for the listeners.
5: A- absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's Mayor Zai, who who's the yeah the new mayor down there in Newport. And so they they decided to do it there because uh, the Newport is the first community to kind of sign on to this um, initiative. But you'll notice in in everything I'm saying right now, the thing that wasn't clear was exactly what was being proposed. Right. Um, And even quite frankly, John, you and I talked about this last week, you know, they, the the governor sat down, I believe with the journal, and I I think uh, go local. And even from the reporting that was given ahead of time, I I still didn't quite get the concept of what they were trying to announce. And then the speech begins and the governor, you know, goes on and on about how this is going to be this great initiative. We still got no answers about Exactly what's happening here. I mean, what it sounds like is you know, we're gonna we're gonna get cities and towns to kind of uh, you know put a rubber stamp on, or, or you know make make more of a concerted effort to support kids. Of course, everybody would agree with that. That's you know that makes sense. And we're going to you know get the nonprofits, the the after school programs, the boys and girls clubs, the little leagues, you know, on board with um you know with trying to engage students for out of school learning but again you know that's my best explanation of what of what the governor is proposing here it it is not exactly the most you know the deepest kind of thought out uh, proposal and that's where my kind of criticism comes in the governor didn't take any questions uh down in newport in fact wouldn't look at me uh when wow. i asked when i simply asked I and mean, literally looked down at the ground when i well, all i asked the question was uh because you know how these things are john you're, you're you're looking you know a bunch of reporters are sitting there taking pictures of him signing something and everybody's yeah. kind of awkwardly silent so my question was simply Governor, how many cities and towns have actually signed on to this so far? And he yeah. wouldn't. He literally got up, looking down, walking away. Said, "We expect everybody to get on board at some point." And then, kind of, was rushed into a room, um, you know, a room in the building. And so, didn't take any questions uh, afterwards. The education commissioner uh, kind of tried to sneak out without answering any questions. I sort of confronted oh. her a little bit, um, and, and we we talked briefly, but. You know, her message was look, you gotta ask the governor, you gotta ask the governors, which she kind of said over and over and over. Um, and so we we really got no true answer. Now, again, the governor's done a few interviews, he's trying to explain this. He but he's talking a lot, almost in theory, right? Of, yeah. like, like I said before, of course you want your your municipalities and your you know the nonprofits in any given community to you know be on board with a lot of this, but we don't know. You know, he, he talks about they want to hold some of these nonprofits accountable for test scores. Literally, you know, the idea what I, what I hear in that is, hey, you know, you run an after school program, you get, let's say, $100,000 to run an after school program. Uh, if the kids test scores don't go up, there goes your $100,000. Uh, but we don't know that for sure. Um, it, you know, I think every time the governor gets asked a different question when he does answer it, he kind of changes his tune. You know, this initially was this is the plan. This is the plan to get us to, you know, matching Massachusetts. You know, Correct. he's, kinda, he's yeah. kind of he's kind of walked that back a little bit. And now he says this is part of the plan. Um, but the thing that the thing that frustrated me, and I'm sure we'll talk about in my column, but the thing that frustrated me the most is. We didn't create the expectation that the state was going to get to Massachusetts right. by 2030. Yeah. He was the one that proposed that. Yeah. He was the one who said, you know, I need 100 days to come up with a plan. That's reasonable. It's, it's completely fine to say, you know, give me 100 days. But when 100 days later, on your 100th day in office, yeah. you, you basically say, you know, we're going to we're gonna bring the nonprofits in and, and, and we're going to let mayors kind of control things a little bit. Uh, that was... I thought a very, as I wrote, a very underwhelming announcement. I'm just not sure how it moves the needle in any
0: significant way. And Dan McGowan, uh, just to be clear, I, I would argue that it's an unrealistic goal. So he's the one putting it out there. He's the one that announced that. But because of Massachusetts, the makeup of Massachusetts, because of all the universities that are there, they, you know, it, 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 it makes sense that they do have a phenomenal public well, education system. Well, and here, so, here,
5: here's one more point that, that a, a couple of educators made to me, because you're right. Look, Massachusetts has a bunch of advantages. By the way, we're also assuming, you know, when you compare Massachusetts and Rhode Island today, uh, do we not think in the next six years? seven years that uh that massachusetts is also going to improve its own, its test scores yes, right that's so right. Th- there's that point but the other the other thing that somebody said to me is the challenge in rhode island and i think this is real is that because you have place a place like providence which is yeah. so underperforming yeah. and makes up you know 10 15 percent of the entire state when it comes to public schools It's really, you could get, maybe you do raise the test scores in Bristol and Warren and, and, you know, in some of the smaller communities. But the problem is the math doesn't work out because you you need to get a number of kids, you know, thousands of kids caught up in Providence. This is yet another thing that I've been very frustrated both with the education commissioner and the governor. I've been asking for a hundred days now, uh, show me the math on this. Show me how many kids need to catch up uh, because the numbers don't change year to year in a big way, right? So, sure, some of these kids will graduate before this is, you know, this is done. But, you know, what is the rough number you're working on? Is its is it 10,000 kids that need to change? And they do not know this number. Meanwhile, and I wrote about this, you know, kind of the second half of my column last week that was, you know, very critical of the governor. Places like Cumberland, his own hometown, yeah, are, are looking at this and saying, no, 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 you have to take a much more kind of measured approach we we focus literally on how many kids can we get over the finish line what support do they need versus what support does you know do do the kids who are struggling significantly more need and that's how we tailor this the superintendent there phil thornton i thought had the best quote of all he said you know more time in and of itself doesn't necessarily impact test scores and that's the governor wants to wants the headline of a million more hours for kids, and that's lovely. That's a great talking point. But if it's not targeted, if it's not focused, if it's not focused particularly on the kids who struggle the most, which yep. are the hardest kids to reach, uh, I don't see how this kind of, this plan really works out. And it's just it's not substantive enough right
0: now. And Dan McGowan, it sounds like Cumberland. They're very targeted. I thought he he I believe was the superintendent of Warwick, but it it sounds like they it's almost like Moneyball. They have the math down and they know here are the number of students you need to move like C students to B students, B students, to A students, in order to hit the number you're, you're looking for. Does that now, seem fair? A, oh, a, a thousand percent. I, I
5: gave that okay. exact example because I'll tell you, you, you asked like how the day went. So, so right afterwards I said, I knew Cumberland's doing some interesting things. And, yep. um, and so I called just flat called the, the superintendent there and you know this is school vacation week, remember? Yep. And he said, "Dan, can you come to my office right now?" And you know, <laughs> wow. I'll be honest, I'm in Newport, and I'm yeah. Leaving. I got a column to write. I don't really want to do wow. this, but I said, "I said, no problem, I'll come there." And you walk into their office, and Moneyball's a great example. They they have you know here are the. There are 75 kids, let's say, at this school that need a little bit of help, and there's 100 kids that need much more help, and they literally have it written down on a whiteboard, and they, they talk about, you know, if we can move 10% of these kids, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be in a better shape when it comes to the testing and people will say, "Well, that's you know, that's outrageous." They're you know, you're only trying to move the test. No, you're you're teaching kids, right? Yeah. And the example that was given to me was, uh, you know, if a kid can't do fractions, you need to help them do fractions. Right. Uh, I mean, this makes sense. If a kid can't hit in baseball, I throw him more batting practice. Yes.
0: Um, it's a very tailored approach.
5: Exactly, very tailored yes. approach, and and yeah, and you know, when you think of their his own community, the place that he was the mayor is saying, hey, we're not sure about this. You know, if, if he's willing to give us more money to do what we're doing, we're in. But if it's going to be, you know, the mayor has to control it, and we you can only do it with nonprofits, and it has to involve. You know, uh, somehow the governor coming and taking pictures all the time, and you know, being happy and <laughs> that kind of thing. We don't want to deal with that. we 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 already know what the plan is. At yeah. least that's the way Cumberland thinks of it.
0: Yeah, and again, I I love Moneyball and and it's one of my favorite films. There's so much to be taken out of that. But I love where they're talking about. We need runs. We need people on base. And mm-hmm. one of the scouts says, "Well, he walks a lot." And then Brad Pitt, who's Billy Bean, says, "Well, he." He, he gets on base a lot. That's I don't right. care if it's a walk or a hit. He gets on base a lot. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan, Boston Globe, right here on the John DiPietro Show. Remain healthy. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401 401- you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ice honey maple syrup beef fresh gum over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices plus Hemp and CBD products, natural skincare. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets, there's things for your children, there's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585, diagonally across from davidport Restaurant. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. So, Dan, your column did come out. I'm just curious of all the things you've done, and I have followed your career. I still go back to that 2014 when you broke the fact that uh, Smiley was going to back out in Alorza, and you break a lot of news. But I'm just curious, have you ever had a piece, uh, since you've been a columnist now, that you've written that got the type of reaction that you got from uh, your evaluation, starting with the infamous now? That's it, um, which I saw. Or Eli Sherman, your old colleagues at Channel 12, really loved. But just what what was the reaction? What was it like being Dan McGowan for the first 48 hours?
5: Yeah, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing because there's only there's only been a handful of times where you write something that's, you know, that pointed, that sort yep. of. Uh, that generates kind of an emotional reaction from a lot of people. And you remember, you and I talked about it last year. Uh, I recall right before Seth Magaziner got in the race for yes. Congress that, that when he was wakes pretty up critical. in the mirror,
0: looks in the mirror.
5: It, yeah, exactly. And wakes I, up in I, the morning. Yeah. yeah, and I said, you know, I, I really thought he should he should stay in the governor's race. He shouldn't run for Congress. Obviously, he didn't listen. And you know, the difference between and that was that was t- You know, I had to be in the room with the treasurer the next day when he was yeah. announcing for Congress. I'll tell you, the, the difference is, is that that column, while it was widely read and, and got a lot of reaction, the reaction was overwhelmingly people who already didn't like Seth Magaziner, who, okay. you know, came and patted me on the back, right? And and, yeah. and they, they they thought I joined the club of not liking him, which of course isn't true. Sure. It has nothing right. to do with it. In this case, sure, there are a lot of people out there who don't like the governor and who, you know, who were sharing or who, you know, who told me but I was hearing from people all across the state Nonprofits, the college people um you know the the other other superintendents and educators and people who quite frankly really do like the governor yeah uh, people who are gonna fund this initiative to some degree who are saying boy i thought you nailed it because that you know the governor has been going around the state for a long time now several months i mean he's even said he's even said he's been working on this for eight months um and and taking meetings with various, you know, government people. And, and again, nonprofits are trying to raise money for, for their separate nonprofit. And what, what everybody said to me is that's the exact feeling that we get when we are, you know, in the meeting with the governor, that this is it, this is all you got. And you're just gonna, you know, you're just gonna make the, non- you're gonna basically create a website that sends kids to the available opportunities they have. You're not necessarily adding tons of opportunities no it's not like you're not forcing kids to do anything more you're not doing anything particularly significant and uh and so the overwhelming David
0: Cicilline came up with that
5: exactly this is pro- the Providence after school line so it's, it's <laughs> that it's it's a version of that it is again what everybody says and I feel this way too what everybody has says to me is, it's, it's not like this is the worst idea they've ever seen it's just simply a matter of you told us that you were going to have a plan to, you know, to essentially fix the state when it comes to education. And then you only came up with this. Um, And I know the governor is hearing it from other people other than me. I think he's written me off as, you know, somebody who just doesn't like him. That's fine. I'm a big boy. I don't really care. But uh, I know he's heard from others who say, boy, we really got to, you know, we got to really drill down on some details and and have some wins here that we'll be able to show. Because if it's just we're going to go around for the next six months, and you know Mayor Smiley today is going to sign the you know the compact and then the next day it's going to be Charlie Lombardi if it's just photo ops uh you know you're going to have a real challenge and look the 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 good thing about this is we're going to be able to you know follow this in relatively real time every year we'll be able to look at the test scores and and kind of see where things are now Test scores are going to go up right kids are getting are in school more they're you know you've had a really big disruption from the covid pandemic yes but remember he's tying this to catching massachusetts and if you think that the massachusetts kids are just going to you know stand stagnant boy That's right. there'll be a there'll be a revolt in the state of massachusetts if if the if the rhode island kids catch uh, catch up and then the massachusetts kids don't get any better
0: and Dave McGowan, let's just look at the larger picture. Here is what does it say to you, uh, someone that certainly knows the landscape, that Bob Walsh is there, and what Governor McKee is talking about. That's all after school, after hours, weekends. Notice he's not touching, as as one teacher said, they're not touching the meat and potatoes, which is the the, the school day of where changes need to be addressed.
5: Yeah, I mean, I heard from a, from someone uh, in the union world. I'll say, uh, you know, close, or at least at one time, very close to. You know Bob Walsh, and they said, imagine announcing a school plan without announcing anything about schools, and 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 that was generally the the, the takeaway on this. You know, I, I think the governor very clearly does not want to have, you know, a years long, uh, war with every teacher in the state. Right? He's already right. got this problem in Providence. Yeah. Um. You know, I think he, I think he wants to try to. You know, uh, at least kind of hold some of the support that he did have in the governor's race last year, and probably not tick off, you know, everybody, and 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 just have kind of this ongoing battle. You know, I look, I get that this is his track record in Cumberland to some degree was, you know, the teachers don't really like me. I don't have a lot of control. I'm going to create a new thing. This is this is similar, right? He's it's 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 almost layering on top of. You know the existing system but the thing is is that for for taxpayers out there you know you're spending two billion plus dollars a year on on you know public education in this state lots of money it's not like anyone's cutting money to education so you already have all that money going in and now you have this separate thing where look some cities and towns might work the places that have really good nonprofit, um you know involvement newport being one of them providence to some degree being one of them you know, maybe you do uh, move the needle a little bit, but this is not what moves the needle significantly. And when you have all that money out there, both federally, and again, just the $2 billion we spend every single year in state money, to send to uh, different school districts, you would think there would be more of a focus on the time where you, you know, you're getting the kids, you know, for 180 days a year, you have the kids in front of the classroom for, you know, five, six hours a day. Um, It seems like he's almost, you know, in an effort to create something new, just for the sake of being new, he is almost, he's creating this, this this new thing uh, that is kind of separate from the in-school operation.
0: Folks, again, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, uh, much like you, and there's a nice write-up about this in the Boston Globe, I, I was very saddened at the passing of Mary Ellen Goodwin. It's almost, to me, almost like a part of the old Providence. She was Providence through and through. But when I think of Senator Goodwin, who passed away, she, she to me, she was what Providence was in the 80s, 90s. Again, I've been friendly with her for over 20 years. And she was, you know, uh, often seen with former Lieutenant Governor Charlie Fogarty, but she was you know of that buddy Cianci era. I, I I just noticed and I thought of like with her passing that the city actually is a, is a different place.
5: Yeah, well, you, you just hit on um, the thing that's been in my mind about Marilyn Goodwin uh, you know ever since I, I heard the news and, and it's that it's the it's sort of the, the that old school mentality. Uh, this is not a criticism by any means of, of Mary Ellen, of course, but what I would say is she was the kind of person who was not driven by her ideology. She wasn't no. at the state house to, you know, have big fights. She was there, you know. It was a little bit of the, it was a social scene for oh, her yeah. in a lot of ways. She loved that part of it. She yep. loved the politics part of it. But let's be clear. She also, when I say like she didn't want to have big fights, she also got a lot done by listening to what her constituents actually wanted. Right. Yeah. That that district that she represents uh are represented, you know, is, is filled with kind of a lot of elderly high-rises. Marilyn Goodwin is one of the most popular people, uh, you know, in that sort of the northern section Big of Providence. Yeah. Because she, she never, uh, she, she never skipped out on the dinner or the, you know, the events at, the, at these high-rises and things like that. She became, over the years, incredibly popular in like the chad brown projects uh yeah. with, with african-american uh, voters it's why she got reelected every year you know th- there there's always going to be this debate over you know what you go up there to do and a lot of the new people go, go in there and they want to have a fight and they want to take on leadership and that's okay but mary ellen i think was kind of the last of the people who was who i think was relatively reasonable who could who could watch you know she was comfortable watching. Um, her constituents move on issues, right? The, the classic one is same-sex marriage, where she was very much against it. And then, look, the ground shifted under her, and, and the popul- and, and you know people will say that's bad for her. And she's a, you know she, certainly the religious folks would, would you know had issues with her on this. But uh, she, she was you know, in some ways, this is a weird comparison. In some ways, a little bit the way you you've always heard that Joe Biden was in the Senate, right? Yeah. that, that a, a person who who. Wasn't ready to lead on, on everything, but could move with the times and uh, and really liked being up there. Could get stuff done. That that's how I'll remember her. And she was just a a, a really a kind and, and sneaky funny. She was a hilarious woman. Uh, she was not afraid to fight with you. You know, if she didn't like something you wrote or probably what you you, know, you said on the radio. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't personal. It wasn't. No. Uh, you know, she didn't. She had a very good way about
0: her. Yeah. yeah she was also. It's kind of the old Democrat. Dan McGowan. Just she was very tight with uh, S- uh, Senator Piva Weed was president. And I remember that they I think they were both pro-life at one time. And I know Senator Piva Weed was. And I just don't think you'd find that now. Folks, also in the Globe, you're going to find this tremendous coverage. Obviously, the Celtics are in action. Bruins are in action. Globe had uh, just incredible coverage. Obviously, the 10-year anniversary with the Boston Marathon. That and a lot more in a lot of Rhode Island stories as we get ready for the big Dr. Moderator interview <laughs> coming up on Thursday night. Although, I'm only going to do a 30 minutes, and I'm going to try to keep them on uh, on, on target. And it's I don't know what to expect of the whole thing, but... Uh, See, John, here's,
5: I want to lobby you. I think this should be like the... The Michael Jordan Last Dance. I want seven episodes. I want an hour every
0: time. I don't think I could do it. It's already two inside. And I want to be really clear. Yeah, his colleague, Amanda, but she, she did, I mean, the story and series on it that's really had action. This is a little more video and, um, and and I think a little more, maybe more up his alley. But 30 minutes in and out. That's it. Leave them wanting more. Uh, Dan McGowan, folks, in Roadmap, which I receive weekdays. It is all the links to all the different stories. Uh, and including that governor McKee must have some good news with the morning console poll that's out. And, yeah, 50% uh, him, 50, yeah. now
5: at 50% approval, still low you know, compared to other governors, but he's well,
0: he's better than Gina
5: ramondo ever yeah, was, so. Things
0: are looking <laughs> up. Dan McGowan, if you'd be so kind to extend that offer to everyone who's listening.
5: Yeah, very simple. For folks out there listening, send me a blank email. You don't have to write anything in the subject line. R-I News at globe.com news at globe.com i'll sign you up you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning
0: the full mckee that is a line folks you're going to hear about that for the next 30 years he's dan mcgowan of the boston globe and great job as always we'll talk to you again
5: have a good one john thank you
0: get your driveway paved j perry paving letter j j perry paving high quality Fair pricing, exceptional service, over 25 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating. Call for a free estimate today, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a brand new paving project or a cracked driveway. It's affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing asphalt can be recycled reused. j perry paving a licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting your needs no matter how big how small contact them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 what a difference it makes for your driveway for your business parking lot j letter j j perry paving 401-732-1730 Online at jperrypaving.com and look for them on Facebook. You're listening to the John DePetro show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM, and you can always listen online at our website, depetro.com. So there's something really interesting in the city of Warwick, and if you go on to uh where I also have links. To not only obviously Facebook, but but also on YouTube. I realize not everyone's on, as I hear from many of you, not everyone's on. Hey, okay, okay, YouTube anyone can can access. But there were these two black coyotes in the city of Warwick, and so yesterday, I thought, you know what, I'll take a shot. I mean, I know Warwick pretty well, fairly well, um, and I I understood there was somewhere in the Oakland Beach area. And sure enough, <laughs> I ride over there, and boom! There they are. There's two of them. They're definitely not dogs. They're coyotes. They're black, and they're just kind of wandering around. So first, I thought I would just film them, but then I found I could actually keep a a decent, you know, safe distance. I don't want to be right on top of them. So I actually went live and did a live stream, and it's pretty interesting to watch them now. Then other people come along and then these other people you know whatever some man a very large individual he's driving his wife who's another very large individual she's filming i don't know what they're going to do with this film but anyhow um so it's pretty it's pretty interesting and there's a, a number of different people you know the mayor and the police are saying just leave them alone uh and they're saying keep your distance coyote seen roaming in warwick but i don't think that's easy to do because as i capture there's a family and one of the coyotes goes up and starts drinking out of the you know pool they have like a little kiddie pool so the mother freaks and is saying to get inside the house uh to the kids and then they're yelling you can hear that on the video and then um and then they they are warning coyotes can you know go after house pets cats dogs so it could certainly be a problem and as much as someone may say well you know dogs can handle themselves but the fact is the um as much as you may say that when there's two of them and coyotes certainly have different you know different teeth than just a regular dog um that it, it could certainly be problematic so i think they're going to have to do something though because the dm says to residents there's nothing concerned uh they're not strictly nocturnal so they can be spotted during the day and they do help control you know population we need coyotes small rodents things like that so what they're saying is, and I did capture some of this, people were trying to feed them, you shouldn't do that. Um, you know, just don't honk your horn, but you know, keep dogs on a leash, cats inside. Don't feed them. Keeping them wild is key for their safety. Stay hundred and fifty feet away. And so uh but it's it's definitely interesting. And I know, you know, as, as as per the norm, some people say, Oh, you know, what's the big deal? But it's what is news? It's it's unusual. Now also, speaking of the website dpetro.com, I was able to get some of those Providence Police body cam videos that shows the chaos where they're going after one of the ATV riders and his bike won't start so he starts running away so he won't cooperate with the arrest and again, this is on. if you would like to see this video, you just log on depetro.com. it's also well, it's a link to the YouTube channel now because of the language and the nature of it it's an 18 plus you have to do things by age on youtube it's nothing it's it's nothing too graphically violent and the language is is really not that bad except for a couple of f-bombs here and there but just to be on the safe side so don't be um dissuaded if you if you try to uh obtain or or watch it i should say and you can't readily do it you have to do it with a youtube account Um, but it's it's pretty dramatic it also shows what the providence police go through as several of them are then coming back towards them and riding towards them and it sure seems though the one they have on the ground the one that they caught because there's a pack of them there's 25 to 30 of them but the individual that they caught that he is signaling to his friends his fellow etv riders to come and kind of rescue him and get him off, you know, get him off the ground, and, and try to do something to get him free. And then he's now, none of them are were fully prepared to do that, but the police had their taser gun out, and I believe one of the officers even drew his weapon, because as you'll see in the video, the uh, ATV riders are zooming, and and roaring, and yelling at the police as they have one of their co riders i don't know the nature of the relationships so i'm not gonna say friend it could just be a group of people they all ride together but anyhow they have him on the ground and they're calling for backup it's a very very chaotic scene and you also see kind of the danger so this individual he has his hands under under him and he's on the ground face down and they're saying give us your hands and he won't pull his hands up he keeps saying oh it's caught but if you're a, a member of law enforcement, easily he could have a weapon. He could have a gun or a knife, and then you really got a problem. And and where this exacerbates is the individual will simply not cooperate. And then he's upset, and then you see him even in the back of the the squad car. This is a, some ATV rider who was arrested, and his name was out there and so forth. But my point is, he's in the squad car, and he totally unapologetic, and then he's accusing them of, uh, well, you know, you guys were, you guys were like beating the, the stuffing out of me, so to speak, and a little more, but doesn't even get into the fact that he wouldn't cooperate, wouldn't show them his hands, lying on his hands, uh, made for, you know, like a tussling arrest that only kind of complicated the, the situation a little bit. So, of course, no mention of that, <laughs> not acknowledging that, not seeing that in, in any way and so um so it leads to that so again if you log on at depetro.com now we also have the winsocket shooting from the other night we have the chad brown shooting from saturday we have all of the coventry video that is very very popular but it's specifically the black coyotes you know i i've covered a lot obviously with film i mean you know hundreds of thousands of hours now and if if you look at it, i've never seen it like that you have to see they're just in a trot i i understand the city is saying just you know to, to residents leave them alone ignore them i don't know it's kind of tough to ignore in in a community where you're supposed to i think all dogs are supposed to be on a leash so you can't have loose dogs this is um this is in oakland beach and warwick where there were there were many there are there's many of the houses are right on top of each other you're not talking about like in a country setting We're not talking about some coyotes in Smithfield or North Smithfield or, you know, Cumberland and Lincoln where they'd have a little more room. It's it's it's, you know, it is near the water, but it's pretty urban. Right. Close knit. Some of those streets are tight. And so I think it's I don't I think the DEM is going to have to do something and you can get up close enough to them. They could definitely tranquilize them and bring them somewhere and examine them. I think they're going to have to i don't think they can just let them roam around this neighborhood let alone the summertime is coming and then who knows what's going to happen and you also have you know a lot of the outdoor eating establishments have food around that are down around in that area so i think that's one of those situations they're going to have to uh, get up and do something and another story to watch is in cranston where they're going to move these homeless encampments so they have one at Field, where i used to play little league in edgewood that one but then the other one is right near Chapel View shopping complex and the city is now putting up signs saying no camping and no squatting so cities and towns folks this is another example by the way the people are going to end up going where they are not chased out but this is an example this business of well there's nowhere to go And the shelters are full, then where do you suggest these people go? You can't just start camping in these encampments. You can't just start camping on that's public property. And these individuals need some kind of a guidance, whether it is for employment or whether it is for substance abuse or whatever it is that they they it needs the message needs to be clear you can't just start camping everywhere all right we're not they're not and they're certainly not going to allow it in the city of cranston you're listening to the john DePietro show falcon pest services 12 months of the year you could have a pest problem serving rhode island and massachusetts called falcon pest services today 401-739-1322 free consultation 401 401- locally owned and operated serving rhode island and southeastern mass they offer services for termites bed bugs ants roaches mice rats in the summertime spring fall mosquitoes and many other pests call today for a free consultation whether it's for your home or a restaurant maybe it's once a year maybe it's once a month call falcon pest services today Free consultation, 401-739-1322. Residential and commercial, whether it's an office building, a school, a hotel, a restaurant, or your home. Call Falcon Pest Services today. Free consultation, 401-739-1322. This portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. Delicious food, and drink, always a nice crowd. You can either eat in the lounge area; there's normally a game on and a nice group of people there, or you could sit out in the dining room. Don't forget the nice weather; they have the deck open. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Delicious food and drinks awaiting for you. I'll see you at the Lodge.